broadcasting today 9th of april 2020 and speaking on the subject of lead them out and come out lead them out and come out and so our readings are leviticus 25 verse 9 10 and 13 and then we shall read jeremiah 8 verse 20 to 22. the word of the lord reads from leviticus 25 it says on verse 9 i'm reading from the bible in basic english let the loud horn or the trumpet be sounded far and wide on the 10th day of the seventh month on the day of atonement or the day of taking away of the sin let the horn be sounded throughout all your land the trumpet and let this 50th year be kept holy and say publicly that everyone in the land is free from debt it is the jubilee and every man may go back to his heritage and to his family fast forward to verse 13 in this year of jubilee let every man go back to his heritage and then we turn over to jeremiah 8 verses 20 to 22 the harvest is past the summer is ended and we are not saved for the head of the daughter of my people i'm reading new king james version now for the head of the daughter of my people i am hurt i am mourning astonishment has taken hold of me is there no balm in gilead is there no physician there why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people one of the things that we are doing this time is this message is going to be a summary of a seven day series that we are going to release in the next seven days starting from today essentially across and throughout the week uh, the week of the biblical passover the week of the biblical pascha depending with which language you are using now in regard to the whole essence of this whole subject um, the lord laid really a burden early early very early in the morning today concerning this matter uh, one of the things that the new testament believers and churches do suffer from right now is a lack of practicality an absence of being practical in our faith we sort of when we crossed over from the old testament uh, to the new and crossed over from the law to grace we then really 
over-dived and went beyond even the swimming pool. And then we landed beyond the swimming pool that Grace intended to take us into. And then we sometimes end up landing on a hard place, which is fruitless, barren, and purged. Now, there is therefore some realignment that becomes necessary if the original intentions of God's grace are going to truly benefit the church of today. Because there are times and seasons that God opens and he opens the gates wide and far for each and everyone, schooled and non-schooled, learned and unlearned, young and old, male and female, for, our, for all of us to be able to go through and without paying a price because the price was fully paid for by our Messiah. And so I'm addressing this issue going back to these old testament pictures the character of the old testament was such that if an instruction was given uh, by god very frequently it was actually not an instruction given inside the temple most of the writings of the bible especially the old testament they were not written from inside the temple they were written from outside either from palaces or from um, farmlands or from housetops or from prison uh, wards and cells and so forth. Some were written in the pastures when psalmists uh, who were shepherds were sitting under the cloud of God's anointing and they were decoding and downloading and they were then pouring out for our benefit uh, for all eternity. Uh, therefore, the circumstances and environment under which people were engaging with God in the Old Testament tended to be very practical. Um, and it was not just uh, academic, it was not just uh, sensual, it was not just goosebumps also, but it was really very practical. So when it came to uh, certain times, like times of Jubilee, and remember Jubilee was not just uh, located in um, 50 years, the 50th year in the context of Leviticus 25, which I've just read, but Jubilee was reenacted in a number and through a number of occurrences, occasions and feasts and events. Uh, for example, the, even the seventh day of the week, uh, which was a Sabbath rest, to a certain extent, it was some form of jubilee. Um, and uh, also, you find the, 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 the Passover itself, um, when it was enacted, what it brought out uh, and what it brought among the Israelites and the people of God was completely equivalent to a jubilee because there were similar and parallel characteristics in the Exodus to Jubilee. The characteristics of blowing the trumpet, for example, or sounding out or spreading out the word of a season, 
the word of the Exodus to every citizen and to everyone so that the word goes down to every household and to every individual and the structure for the exit and the exodus also goes down to every individual uh, that kind of um, a structure and system was typical to the system and structure of jubilee because the jubilee trumpet when it would sound at the end of 49 years the beginning of the 50th year the trumpet was commanded that it must sound throughout all of the land throughout all of israel to reach every israel you know israelite so that no one would be left out so the jubilee was not for some exclusive cartels or cabals or uh, clubs of some clever people somewhere with their own exclusive uh, you know platform and, uh, and, and and you know and so forth it was really a public uh, provision and uh, supply so and it was very practical because it was then required that everybody who has been in debt the debt had to be materially and physically and practically cancelled it was not just something that you just uh, you just say yeah yeah you know uh, my, my debt has been cancelled in faith uh, yeah by faith uh, my debt has been cancelled no the the cancellation was real it was not prophetic it was actual um and the return of people the freeing and uh, release of people from slavery and servitude and uh, bondages and bonds and conditions of injustice all those things were carried out physically literally and practically nothing was just prophetic or by faith or symbolic it was real um, and so that was a system by which enti entire entire you know an entire nation entire 12 tribes in a nation were able to um, move on and implement the spirit and justice and order and righteousness of god from time to time cognizant and recognizing the fact that from time to time and after some time human beings by virtue of uh, uh, gradual backsliding and gradual forgetfulness and gradual infiltration by worldly gentile evil and occultic systems they would tend to move away from god's standard and end up also oppressing one another and oppressing the brethren so there was you know having to be that kind of a literal physical programmed and structured way of making sure that after so many years after seven years there is a sabbath there is some kind of a jubilee that happens even to the land itself then you count also seven times seven but to start with you would also count seven days then you count is uh, you know again seven weeks seven years you count also uh, seven times seven 
then so the jubilee was an ongoing culture it was an ongoing practice uh, so that it would become um, an order in the people and among the people of god so from time to time that system was then um, desired to be seen operating among the israelites now fast forward to the new testament we then have this kind of a crisis whereby christ today we acknowledge that the presence of christ uh, signifies a permanent jubilee and uh, so by grace and uh, in the in the season of grace we will then therefore begin to say okay we are no longer under the law and uh, therefore we are under grace so you know everything that was far is now near but my biggest question while it's uh, we profess to be you know really under grace my biggest question is show me the justice show me the liberty uh, show me the release uh, of people uh, from, from debt from from bondage you know from slavery and from uh, rigorous labor which has no justification whatsoever and which has no place in the context of human beings both inside of the church and in the communities human beings that originally were formed by god with an intention that they would be in the image and likeness of god what exactly are we seeing today instead in right inside the church we are seeing people loaded in debt um really hanging on on the gallows of debt someone was talking to me yesterday in the in the in the in the whole uh, subject and on the subject of um the 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 current ongoing economic collapse uh, you know triggered by the panic and fear which has been triggered by the plague uh, and the outbreak of uh, coronavirus and uh, you know was telling to you know telling me how in one country we, we uh, which doesn't have a large population uh, after the whole covid-19 coronavirus pandemic is over whensoever it is over there there is in that country an expectation that over 100,000 people are going to lose their jobs because companies just won't be able to uh, to survive the, the places where they were selling their products those places the the landscape has shifted so that market has vanished overnight the the, the means by which they were doing business their technology has now been overtaken by people um, emerging now and 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 learning to do things in a different way under worldwide lockdowns uh, environments that are there right now on the on the surface of the earth now and the list goes on and on now under those uh, circumstances the 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 behavior also even of the traditional in brackets donor countries it's, it's also going to shift because everybody uh, is busy firefighting right now and uh, the, many of those who are donating to others are going to be firefighting for survival and for life themselves 
and they are already in that firefighting and they will be fighting to donate to themselves and, and to sustain their people and to keep themselves alive. So the whole landscape is, is actually changing. And under that kind of an environment, you then ask your you know, questions to say, okay, uh, shall it then make sense for the, the churches worldwide uh, to continue to expect, um, you know, like a free ride and, and freebies to be given to us by grace because we are under grace and we shall therefore continue uh, to just court and enjoy the favor uh, of supplies that we don't know where they are coming from and that's going to be forever and ever. I, I, I mean, I, by grace through faith, I'm saved. That one I know. By grace through faith, I, I am what I am. And by grace through faith, I have attained everything that I've ever attained in my life. But I also don't want to take the grace of God in vain. I don't want to find myself uh, unstructured, unprepared, unarranged and uh, disorganized uh, and without a plan at a time when God is sounding the trumpet of release during this month of the Passover, during this month of the Pascha of the Lord, during this season of another replay of the Jubilee of the Lord himself. I don't want to find myself simply sitting there and saying, yeah, prophetically, yeah, we, we, are, we are in the release, prophetically and by faith, we are there, but I have no plan to be out. You know, I have been challenging, uh, you know, people that uh, prophesy, and I am one of them who does uh, when the Spirit of the Lord uh, gives me the unction to do so, but I've been challenging people that prophesy and challenging people that hear prophecy and people that read prophecy. I've been challenging them for years to say, when a prophecy is given and when we hear prophecy and when we give prophecy, the next thing, there must be an action point out of that prophecy to say, now what is the action plan? and what is the budget and where is the budget so prophecy is not a, a grounds for tempting god and accusing god later on when nothing comes to pass because we it has not come to pass and it has not happened and then we say god didn't speak or god didn't intend to have these things happen Prophecy means we must prepare. When we believe, we must prepare. Faith without works is dead. So right now, in the midst of the worldwide collapse of everything around us, and we are beginning to understand that, okay, the world system and the worldly system under which we were all laboring as slaves. I'm talking here of slave people, slave Christians, slave churches, uh, slave slaves. I'm talking to slave workers. I'm talking to slave countries, slave cities, slave governments, slave hospitals and schools and leaders. I'm talking to all these categories of slaves that were 
really bound in bondage and not knowing how to come out. No, didn't know how to come out of debt, didn't know how to come out of um, dependence on the, on the surgery, dependence on uh, drugs and uh, uh, surgery and, 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 you know, by, by, you know, by faith, just drinking and eating concoctions that you don't know whether they really mean what is written on the, on the, on the cover and on the container. I'm talking of different kinds and forms of slavery that were upon us. Now, we have come to this time that God has done what we could not do. God, beyond the pains of this whole dying of people that we are seeing, the, the pains of the, the, the medical confusion, commotion and costs that are now surrounding us, beyond all that, there is also a reset, there is also a restart, there is also a calling of everything to a fresh starting point. So that whatsoever was not going the way that God intended, the way things that were not going where you would have wanted them to go, God has stopped all those things, including cars, that had hijacked people, including kidnappers that had kidnapped people, they have come to a sudden standstill also themselves. Now, that's the character and nature of a jubilee. And when it happens like that, it also brings a lot of disruption to what was existing, because sometimes to stop slavery, you have to use force that is multiple times greater than the slavery itself. The engine, the engine of that bondage was so big, so massive that it also needed a bigger engine to just grind everything to a halt with an intention that the, the captives would get out with an intention that those of us and those of you that are pastors, bishops, uh, community leaders, leaders of community groups, leaders of households, villages and families, and community residents associations, and small, medium, and whatever, enterprises and the unemployed and those who care about justice and love and righteousness and those who love God. The, the, the thinking of God is to say, when this lorry, when this locomotive that was on the go loaded with captives, and the captives were having their leaders inside there. The captives had elected their leaders. The captives had appointed their leaders, but they were all together captives of systems that are not taking them where they wanted to go. Systems that are not taking us where we originally were created by God to go. 
So the intention of bringing a head-on collision, a, a sudden stop to everything, is in order to allow for a reset and restart. And then that is the place where, under that kind of corporate arrest and the stoppage of everything, the captors are stopped, the captives can no longer continue to be captured, the chains and the chain keeper, the jails and the jailers, none of those things can continue to jail and imprison anybody at all. I have seen something very manifestly prophetic. I have seen the release of prisoners, literal physical release, not, not by faith, not just prophetic, not just a dream or a vision. I have seen on television screens thousands, hundreds and thousands of prisoners being released in America. I've seen thousands of prisoners released in my own country, Zimbabwe. I've seen and read prisoners being released in different places because the COVID coronavirus, it's a scare to everybody. It demands social distancing. So how do you practice that? inside of crowded prisons. So the locomotives have ground to a halt and it's time now whereby those who had become section leaders, community leaders, church leaders, but leading everybody under some forms of financial prisons, some forms of food and health imprisonment, it's time for us now to lead them out and come out. It's also time whereby they themselves and every one of us who was going round and round in circles, some of us and some of the churches and some of the believers all over the world, they were no longer worshiping God. They were only worshiping the, the structures that they had built. The, the building, the, the cathedral, the people were fighting, believers and pastors and priests and, and church leaders fighting over, yeah, who has got the biggest church? Who told you? Who told you that yours is the biggest? Do you really know where it starts and where it ends? And do you really know who is actually in Christ, even inside of what we think to be my church or my ministry. Now, all those kinds of setups, they have ground a halt. And it's time for each one of us to, without bitterness, prepare for a jubilee, prepare to be freed. I was in some places in the United States a few times and a few corners of that place. And sometimes I would often see hey, pastors that outwardly, because they had congregations that used, looked like sizable, but I would see no peace in the eyes, in the heart, in the lifestyle of the pastor. I would see chains and slavery and bondage.
because the person, my brother, whom Christ died for, he's now surrounded by masses and crowds of people that he has to perform for and impress week after week, dance to their tune, preach to please them for an offering and for them to pay you and to give you cash. And I would see bondage, bondage among spouses of ministers of the church because people, their focus would be more on the minister than the owner, the one who gave us a more excellent ministry founded on a better covenant and based on better promises, Jesus himself. So it was an act of putting one another into unmanageable, unsustainable bondages. Now, Jubilee has come. Everything has ground to a halt. And so during this period of Jubilee, it's now time whereby the trumpet is blowing to say there is now a cancellation of debt, a structured coming out, going back to where? Coming out according to verse 10 of Leviticus 25, every man shall go back to his possession, to his true inheritance, to his true heritage and to his family, reconnecting to the structure of relationship with God, working in relationship with God, starting from the family level, starting from the godly household level, and starting from that level where you know that your inheritance, you clearly know what it is, you know your heritage, you know your assets, you are part of the wealth, you are part of the resources, you are part of the, uh, the income and the wealth that the resources that God made around you are meant to provide. We now have to come into a jubilee of economic relationship. New and renewed economic relationships must come into place. Now that is why in my own situation, it's three years now, laboring, but put together, it would actually be 10 years from 2010, laboring to make sure that there is a, a blueprint and also pillars and structures for a divine-based economic empowerment. Initially, it was Divine Economic Empowerment Council, DEEC. Later on, scaled up by God, it becomes World Economic Congress and opens up the space for everyone and everybody with an understanding that 
the way the economies are structured and operating, mm, the whole thing has been hijacked and the whole thing is going to face a hot and hard head-on collision one day, as it is today. But instead of mourning, instead of trying to repair and to fix this truck and this lorry and this locomotive where we were loaded and we were hijacked and we were blindfolded and we were being taken to abyss and to the deepest places that we don't know about instead of trying to fix that it's jubilee time and in that jubilee time we are supposed now to blow the trumpet to sound out the trumpet throughout the world to say right now under these lockdown situations let's get busy let's get busy that is why we are calling on people to connect we are on platforms right now planting people deploying people from all over the world to roll out to operationalize self-sustaining and very sustainable kingdom-based justice driven and righteous economic projects world creation projects that can heal communities families churches nations and the whole world we are not taking the jubilee of god prophetically or by faith only and then we leave it up to god and angels to do something god with us emmanuel jesus christ he is with us he came and he is with us through the holy spirit to help us to come out and to lead them out so if you are a pastor if you are a village leader we are calling on everyone to connect we are on platforms and whatsapp platforms and other platforms that we are busy deploying people any and every country can fit into those platforms and structures and the blueprints are already there we want to thank god in my next broadcast which is part two of today we are releasing an outline of what is already on the table that god has made not just through one person but he has made it from different corners of the world and it's all coming together it's a worldwide movement it's an apostolic prophetic kingdom of god unstoppable non-stop movement because the kingdoms of this world must become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ he didn't say the kingdoms of this world must become your denomination he didn't say the kingdoms of this world must become my organization none of those things 
the kingdoms of this world by designation, by calling, by assignment and by mandate, they shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. I'm just being reminded and my heart is bleeding. I was hearing last night on the news over 700 people died in New York City. And those are the average numbers per day. Sometimes they are exceeding those numbers during this outbreak of the plague, coronavirus. And I was in that city, not once, not twice, many times over the past years. And I was speaking to pastors and I was reading to them scriptures like 1 Corinthians 15, verse 24 to 28. And I was saying to the pastors, then comes the end. Then comes the end when Christ shall deliver the kingdom not to deliver your church, but to deliver the kingdom to God the Father. And everything, verse 28 says, everything shall come under God and he shall be over all. Christ himself, right at the end, that's what Paul says. Verse 28, Christ himself, will submit everything and himself under the Father, so that God the Father might be all in all. And I was saying to the pastors, thanks be to God in New York City, thanks be to God that I am sharing this with you, my brethren. And make sure your church that you are pastoring and laboring for and among, make sure it's part of the kingdom of God because your church might end, but the kingdom is the next succession and successive generation. When your church is no more, the kingdom will be. And so I was being told a few days ago of a number of pastors that are dying, made their souls rest in peace in New York City and the state of New York. And my prayer is that they did not die in rebellion or in disobedience. My hope is that many of them, they obeyed God before the outbreak broke out. Because God is not playing games right now. God is calling on us to come out of the systems that we were worshiping the buildings that we were worshiping at the expense of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The finances and the monies that we were worshiping, he is now demanding that now the trumpet of God as it blows to sound out a jubilee of release. He is wanting to release everybody. Business people must be released. Countries must be released. Mayors, councillors, parliamentarians, senators, presidents of countries, ministers of governments, governors and rulers and monarchies 
everyone must be released from the bondages that we were thrown into by the demands, rigorous demands, and unreasonable expectations of the systems that were running our lives. There were so many things, sometimes unjust pension funds, unjust insurance systems, banking systems, unjust communication systems. Anybody and everybody who ever was finding an opportunity to oppress another, that was a business. That was the easiest business to do, even if you have no business training. The business of oppressing, the business of controlling indiscriminately and carelessly and with no basis and with no direction, that had become a new kind of business, including looting and stealing and corruption. Now, the times of ignorance, God overlooked, but now he has arrested these locomotives and trucks that were loaded with captives and driven by captors. And he now commands a jubilee to come on everyone so that if you had captured others, be released also from the fear of being surrounded by people that you have captured and you become a slave of that fear as well. Be freed and free yourself now. The trumpet of Jubilee is sounding all over the world and it's demanding that we be free and it's demanding that everybody be free. So this is the point. I want to thank you for bearing with me on this message. And I want to thank you not just for nodding your head and saying hallelujah or amen, but I want to thank you for leading the people that you lead out of oppressive systems. And when you see the doors, floodgates opening, new opportunities to do a new system of banking, new systems for savings, and people-driven investments, sovereign funds run by people and owned by people, public corporations, public enterprises formed by people and liberating people and creating wealth for people and restoring the biblical original founding dignity honor upon humanity leading to human beings praising and acknowledging god the maker and the creator when you see such platforms when you see such opportunities that's what we must connect to and i'm sounding out a warning to arrogant oppressors god will destroy you wherever you are he will destroy you faster than you have ever seen destruction this is time to repent this is time to make up 
your relationship with God. Daniel spoke to Belshazzar and warned him, and Nebuchadnezzar also warned him and said, hey, this throne and this power, this influence that you have is not forever. The heavens do rule. This thing can be taken away from you at any time, or you yourself can be taken away from it at any time. So I'm sounding out a jubilee to every oppressor to come out and lead people out of oppression. I'm also sounding out a jubilee to every oppressed, blindfolded individual, group of people or individuals to also break out and come out. And I pray for you right now and connect us, connect with us, connect us also to others who need this word by distributing it, circulate it, it's free, distribute it. The Jubilee sound is always free. Share it with countries, share it with relatives, share it with platforms that you know. And people can connect with us on WhatsApp plus 263-772-434-104. And we are broadcasting on the platform of Kingdom International Apostolic Mandate. And it's also economically aligned with the World Economic Congress. And we are very keen to make sure that the people of God are freed. World Economic Congress, that's WEC. We desire and we expect to see people set free completely under this dispensation of God's Jubilee. We are not looking at the only at the negative and painful side of COVID-19. But we are also saying even before COVID-19 came, oppression was too much. Slavery and enslavement was too much. And this is time to redraw and redefine and redesign everything and redirect everything so that we don't come out of this season going back into the same prisons of lifestyles. May God richly bless you. I give honor to you for hearing and paying attention and devoting your time to hear this word. We are moving now to part two of this seven day series of broadcasts. God bless you.